If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code, a lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant, AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. What's up, everybody? Anthony Cazenza here with the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast and CincyJungle.com. Hopefully, all of you are doing well. And, hey, we're talking about a Bengals win. I know it's week one of the preseason, but let's uh, let's celebrate a little bit, I guess. I know there's a lot of ugly spots. I know there's a lot of points of contention. I know there are a lot of... There are a lot of kinks to be worked out. Let's, uh, let, let's kind of say that, but... The Bengals go on the road and beat the Super Bowl champions on their home field. I know it's week one of the preseason, but we didn't have preseason last year. We've got preseason this year. I know there's no Joe Burrow. There are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of talking points, a lot of talking points. And by the way, thank you so much to all of you. I know for many of you, it's on the East Coast time right now, and it's after midnight. We're now talking about Sunday for some of you. So thank you so much for joining us live, if you are joining us live. If not, that's okay, too. We've got other things to get to. But, uh, hey, you know what? I appreciate you joining us live. I appreciate you tuning in. There are, like I said, <laughs> it's tough to make, it's tough to make uh, a, a real solid analysis out of this game. Bengals won. They didn't play preseason last year. I guess you get to just kind of take this for what it is, right? Take it for what it is. All of the opinions, analysis, and everything is on cincyjungle.com. You can go and get all of our podcasts on whatever your favorite audio platform is, whether that's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, any of those. Go download that Get the show how you can. Leave a review if you will. And, of course, subscribe to our YouTube channel and get the show how you can. Appreciate it. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of struggling as to where to start with this game. I'm going to kind of, if you've been tuning into the post-game shows that we usually do, I like to put up the NFL.com page to kind of show different stats and whatnot of what happened throughout the game. Now, why am I starting here midway down the Tampa Bay stat line? If you're watching the video, et cetera, why am I starting here? And I, I go down the defense. Well, if you look at it, look at the sack column, look at the sack column. Now goose eggs, goose eggs, goose eggs, just zeros across the board. Does that mean the offensive line played a perfect game? Does that mean they played a very good game? No, not necessarily. 
But with no Trey Hopkins, Billy Price filling in at center on the starting unit, with Michael Jordan playing right guard and starting there, you know, you kind of got to look at that and say, okay, there's some positives to take away there. However, you look at the tackles for loss, three by Javon Hagen, yikes, two by Herb Miller, another by Jeremiah Ledbetter. I mean, there are a lot of tackles for loss. And here's here's the thing. So we can, we can hang our hats on, if you will. The performance of the offensive line in terms of sacks and term and, and some of some of the sacks and different things that we did see were called back because of penalties and different things that happened in the game but I, we, we can we can kind of take solace in some of those stat lines but there was a lot of different inconsistencies in the run game there were a lot of different inconsistencies in the pass protection game and that's a little scary that's a little scary. And, uh, I, you know, I think we can all worry ab- about that a little bit. And I will show you here in just a second what exactly I'm talking about in terms of the Bengals run game and everything that happened there. If you look at the overall statistics and what Cincinnati did on the ground, you say, hey, not bad, not bad. But a lot of this stuff was done in garbage time. A lot of this stuff was achieved when the Tampa Bay defense was way down the pecking order in terms of, you know, players out there and everything. Jacquez Patrick had a very solid game, but about 40 or 50 of those yards really came in the final minutes of the game. So you see 15 carries for 71 yards and a 4.7 average for a while. That was at about a 1.7 yards per carry average, one and a half yards per carry average. That was hovering pretty low there. So, and obviously when the game kind of, when the Bengals were in their control game offense, they were able to run the ball at will a little bit more. And Jacquez Patrick was, Featured and had a couple of nice runs there. Chris Evans, Evans, same thing, 12 carries, 25 yards, really a a couple of nice carries were at the end of the game there. Still just a 2.1 yard per carry average. Did have the touchdown on the ground, so you like that. I mean, Samaj P. Ryan, three carries, five yards. Oh, a lost fumble, 1.7 yards per carry. Joe Mixon, only one carry. We kind of expected he was not going to see much action along with many of the other starters. One carry, three yards, Scotty Washington. You know, here's the thing. Much like everything in the preseason, much like everything in week one of the preseason, it tells you something and it doesn't, right? These are the types of statistics that tell you, hey, there's some concerning points here. Hey, there's some promising points here. Jacquez Patrick, I like what I see with 15 carries for 71 yards and a 4.7 yards per carry average. But if you look at where the bulk of those yards came from, if you look at kind of the production overall in the game, a little sketchy. Chris Evans, same kind of deal. Uh, I like the touchdown. I like what I saw. Still, 25 yards on 12 carries, two yards a carry. The Bengals, for better or for worse, have invested in Frank Pollock and have told us that Frank Pollock is going to be the answer at pass protection, 
in the run game and to really fix a lot of what is ailing the Bengals offense at this point in time. The pass protection held up in some ways, you could say, in week one of the of the preseason, and that's a good sign. But the run game, and don't forget that Frank Pollock's slash on his job title is run game coordinator. He is charged with making the run game work, bringing balance to the offense, and based on results that we see tonight and the stats I just point out, I don't know. I don't know. I'm a little hesitant to give that guy a big pat on the back. I like some things that I saw. I know there are some work there. There's a little bit of a work in progress. I know there's no Trey Hopkins in the lineup at this point in time. I know they're figuring out the guard spots, but I'm a little hesitant. I am. I do believe that Joe Mixon, with obviously more more than one carry for three yards, I think we could be pretty confident that there's going to be a higher level of production from there. But the point is, this team needs balance. I know everybody wants Joe Burrow to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game, if not more. You know, throw for a bunch of yards, utilize those wide receivers. He will. The Bengals will put up stats. Those wide receivers will put up stats. But this offense needs some semblance of of balance. And if not a semblance of balance, at least the facade of balance. They need to be able to trick defenses into the idea that they are able to run the ball at will. And still at this point in time, a little bit of a work in progress. A little bit of a work in progress. So um, I, I like what Overnight says here in Overnight 33. Frank Pollock can only do so much if they're deficient. Yeah. And if you have tuned into the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, listener questions live, other shows, look, we can go all the way. You can you can trace the roots to the Jesse Bates contract dispute with the team. This this would not be a dispute or should not be a dispute because the team said, Hey, we're, we're going to invest in our own guys. We're not going to spend the big money on interior guards or interior linemen that have hit the free agent market, Joe Tooney, et cetera. And we're going to, we're going to invest in our own guys. Well, now the investment in in their own guys has only been about 50% or so in terms of goals met for this summer. They didn't sign a Joe Tooney. They didn't make any trades. They did sign Riley Reef. So I, I guess in a way, you know, overnight 33 who commented there is correct, but at the same time, the team has not maybe given him all of the tools to be as successful as possible. So, you know, uh, there. Hey, I don't want to take away anything from anybody. This was this was an overall successful night. When you go on the road in preseason, going to the Super Bowl champs and their field, some weird weather as always, <laughs> as it seems to be in the summer with South Florida teams and whatnot. I mean, you go down there and you, you make some plays. You got to like that. But uh, there are. Definitely some areas for improvement for the Cincinnati Bengals in their 19 to 14 win. I'm going to continue to share this, uh, the NFL.com statistical page. And if you have game pass, you can go on there and see highlights and all that kind of stuff. 
Samaj P. Ryan. Here's here here are some of the disappointing areas. Samaj P. Ryan, three carries, five yards, lost fumble, 1.7 yards per carry. Uh, so you know, you, you kind of figure that the running game would get a little bit a little bit going in a lot of different fronts, but unfortunately, with Joe Mixon getting limited carries, Samaj P. Ryan not playing very well, and then really just kind of the team finding its way and doing some things against the Tampa Bay third and fourth stringers on defense. That's really when it kind of got going. So, um, well, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll have to monitor the improvement and what the offensive line does going forward, but uh, overall, not just a, an ecstatic night, but there are some things to hang your hat on and, and celebrate a little bit. If you are a Bengals fan, here we go. Uh, you look at the receiving Yards, catches, etc. Trenton Irwin, three catches, 35 yards. I did mention, you know, Chris Evans did have the touchdown on the ground, only had the what 21 yards, 25 yards rushing, a little over two yards of carry, did have the touchdown on the ground, but did have 33 yards on four catches. Again, showing his versatility on the offense for the Bengals. And that's that is a value that they're going to look at and really they're hoping he kind of fills a little bit of the Gio Bernard role for this team, if not more, and his athleticism hopefully takes shape. Mike Thomas, one of the weirdest nights I think I've ever seen a football player have here. Two catches, 32 yards on three targets. He had a ball hit off his hands. It got intercepted. The ball came back. He he got the ball back off a of fumble. Recovery. Just a really weird night for him. Um, you, you like some of the things you saw, you like the effort, but the effort came on a play where <laughs> he, he dropped a ball and I don't know, I don't know what to make of his evening there, but a guy who's grinding for the fifth, sixth receiver spot, Stanley Morgan, two catches, 16 yards. Jamar Chase had a nice 16 yard catch early in the contest. One catch on the one target Boyd, same deal, 15 yards on one. Uh, catch did have two targets his way. Thad Moss late in the game had a 14-yard catch on two targets, had one miss earlier. T. Higgins had a nice 11-yard catch as well. So, um, you know, on Tate, six-yard catch and a couple of other guys doing some things. Mitchell Wilcox is a guy from the tight end spot I thought could start to latch on to one of those later or lower end depth chart spots at tight end. And unfortunately just is not capitalizing two catches, zero yards had a catch where he was dropped for a loss of yardage. And then, um, you know, tried to make that up a little bit later on another catch and it just netted zero yards. A guy I think has good hands and um, has, has some promising traits personally speaking, but unfortunately just not doing much beyond the, Drew Sample, C.J. Uzama, and maybe even Thad Moss making himself the third tight end there with that catch that he had. And, of course, you look here, there are – if you go up to the quarterback play, you've got two interceptions from the quarterbacks, Shermer and Brandon Allen. I mentioned the Allen interception. Maybe not really was too much his fault. Then you go here down down to the, the other column, and you've got – Two other lost fumbles, Mike Thomas, um, you know, and then Samaj P. Ryan. So you've got a lot of turnovers by this offense. I know the weather's weird. I know you're on the road. I know you're playing the Super Bowl champs. I know it's your first preseason game since 2019, but 
kind of an ugly performance on offense from that regard. If we go to the defense, hey, Lou Rumo gets a little pat on the back, I think, from a lot of different people. You've got two interceptions, from uh, one from Kevon Frazier and Trayvon Henderson. Uh, you've got, God, I mean, look at, look at the amount of passes defended here. Two, four, five, six, seven, eight passes defended from the defensive back group, two of which are from Darius Phillips, who had a nice night in the secondary with some limited time and on special teams. We'll talk more about that in a second, but um, – you gotta you gotta like a lot of the different things that you saw from the defense and of course we'll talk about one specific player on defense but let's continue on the Darius Phillips talk real quick he did have on kickoff returns if you look at the right column here one return for 40 yards he only had two yards on another punt return but doing some things on special teams doing some things on defense and a guy that is going to be a multifaceted player for this team going forward here. Darius Phillips does have the starting kick return, punt, well, I should say punt return, not kick return, but does have the starting punt return duties nominated for himself there uh, ahead of Trent Taylor, which may have been a little bit of a surprise for some folks. If we keep going on here, there are some players, both rookies, kind of just younger in general, that are surprising in a lot of different ways. I will say this, um, Joseph Osai looked like a man possessed tonight, a young player, a guy who has a lot of upside and you know, when you hold, I, I know you didn't see Tom Brady for four quarters. I know you didn't see a lot of these guys for two quarters, three quarters, etc. Here is a, a, a tweet from PFF College here. Joseph Osai against the Buccaneers. You see 22 pass rush snaps and five total pressures. First among all rookies in preseason week one. By the way, he did have a, set, a sack combined there with with Hendrickson going in there on Tom Brady so he looked very good unfortunately he did have a wrist injury which is a little concerning we don't know the severity of that at this point but Osai a, a guy who is incredibly incredibly athletic a guy who has a lot of um, tools that you look at as an edge rusher in the NFL needs some work needs some refinement we knew that and that's why he fell to the third round a guy who looks to be trouble. Hey, by the way, did you see who he he beat on his way to bringing Brady to the ground? That was Tristan Wirfs, a guy who was a very good player as a rookie offensive tackle for Tampa Bay last year. So you know you gotta you gotta like a lot of things that you saw from him. Unfortunately, he did leave with the wrist injury. We don't know the severity of it. I'd like to think potentially this is Zach Taylor and the staff saying, hey, we're not going to suffer the injury bug yet again. We're going to play it safe. We're going to get guys out of there. Anytime they have any kind of nick, something bothering them, et cetera, we will see. But um, we'll, we'll definitely update you more as we know more with Joseph Osai. But he looked very good against Tampa Bay there. And really – so did the entire defense. I mean, there were, there was a point where the offense turned the ball over a bunch of times. And I mentioned, I think it was four turnovers by the offense and the, and Tampa Bay only scored 14 points. Again, 
know it's week one of the preseason. Let's not overreact. Let's not overreact really on anything. But if you were to have some takeaways and have some things where you say, let's let's hang our hat on that. Let's let's build upon that. I think that's where the Cincinnati Bengals will be looking going forward. What if AI could help your business deliver mission critical outcomes with speed? With IBM Consulting, your business can design, build, and scale trusted AI using Watson X and modernize the way you work to accelerate real impact. Let's create AI that transforms your business. Learn more at ibm.com slash consulting. IBM. Let's create. Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Uh in case you are unfamiliar for some reason with Cincy Jungle, I'm going to put a couple of posts in the live chat here. One is a um, a breakdown of what the Bengals did and uh, are on Cincy Jungle in terms of the win over 1914 over the Buccaneers. Um, I'm going to do a little shameless self-promotion and do a little winners and losers i'll put that post in our live chats as well so if you can check those out tell us how smart or dumb we are go ahead and and let us know but um hey again there's not much more to say it's week one of the preseason you have to you have to take a win here and you have to like certain big picture aspects of things the defense looks improved Zach Taylor and his team going down on the road and playing the Super Bowl champs on their home field, getting a win. It was ugly. Both teams played pretty ugly. Uh, and, you know, you, you got to like a lot of different things with that. Hey, I want to I want to mention one other thing before we get out of here. And I don't want to I don't want to gloss over special teams. I mentioned Darius Phillips had a nice 40 yard return on uh on special teams and you know there are other things going on here the Bengals seem to be in a very good situation with their kicker situation and in a game that was decided by five points the kicking game actually loomed pretty large and you can debate that you can say uh big deal week one (laughs) how many times do i have to say we it's week one of the preseason It, it it is what it is but when, when you win a game by five points, obviously that means that special teams in some regard or another played a big role. 
Evan McPherson and Austin Seibert both got kick opportunities against the Buccaneers. McPherson, a couple more than Seibert, but both played well. Uh, they, they, McPherson was two of two on his field goal opportunities. Seibert was one of one. And Seibert also hit a point after on uh, his kick. So perfect night from the kickers. Perfect night from the kickers. McPherson, it, it's it's really weird to see because if you look at McPherson, you go, hey, he's not the biggest guy, but he's got a big leg. He's got a, he's got a leg that that outkicks kind of his physical stature, if you will. And it was a weird feeling, at least when I saw him line up. I don't know if anyone else felt this way. I kind of had a little bit of a calming. Hey, I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna make this kick. I think he's got this. I, I feel pretty good about this kick attempt. Maybe that's just me trying to. I don't know. Bring in some good vibes. But I, I, when I saw him line up, I was not sitting there going, oh, gosh, what's the distance? What's the situ- situation here? I, what do we have in terms of, of point differential? Uh, I, I just was, hey, I think this kid's got it. I think this kid's got it. He's, he's got this kick. Preseason week one, I know, not a lot of pressure. A lot of folks believe that it's McPherson's job to lose. I understand. But – I like I like what I saw from special teams, and I don't know. So hey, uh, here's the positive universal project. David G. Hey, bring the positivity, David. I love it. Saying Osai's injury is not serious. Some indications say that there's going to be X-rays. There are going to be all kinds of different things that are going to make us nervous over the next couple of days. But I tend to, I tend to kind of believe you and unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it, that position allows some folks to play throughout certain injuries. And that may be one of them where he, because he's not throwing the football, because he's not receiving handoffs, that could be a situation wherein he continues to play if there is a somewhat significant injury there. But I don't believe there's going to be anything super serious. We will see what happens regardless. Osai looked very, very good. I I showed you the PFF stat earlier. Looked very, very good in his first snaps there. There were some ups and downs also. There were some ups and downs also from Jackson Carmen. There were, you know, kind of some reps where you go, hmm. And some other reps where you you saw the promise, you saw the promise, and um, yeah, I, I think we all kind of want a guy like Jackson Carmen to mature a little bit more quickly. You want him to ascend to the starting spot a little more quickly, but fortunately, that's just not um, it, it's just not how it always goes for every player at every position in every draft pick. Just, uh, yeah. And James Hawley here from Facebook corroborating what um, some others are saying here in terms of uh, the positive universal project, David G. (laughs) James Hawley saying, you know, I heard when Dave, uh, Dan Horde interviewed uh, Joseph Osai, he didn't seem overly worried. Yeah, it's just kind of, it kind of seems that way. I don't want to I don't want to speculate one way or the other and, and tell you guys, hey, 
he's awesome. He's great. And uh, something comes down the pike, obviously, on Monday. We will see. We know the Cincinnati Bengals have been a little snake bit when it comes to injuries and all kinds of different stuff. So um, I, I like this this uh, comment from LeVar Hollis. Good to see you, LeVar, by the way. Uh, I know we've been interacting a little bit on on Twitter and whatnot. Good to, good to be hanging with you, my man. Um, Carmen needs to use his legs and sidestep more and stop leaning. I think there's a lot of truth to that statement. I'm, I don't want to proclaim myself to be an offensive line expert per se, but I think there is a lot of, especially at this age, especially where he played, especially with him being a work in progress. I think there's a little bit of with, with Jackson Carmen, I'm going to rely on my strength. I'm going to rely on my upper body strength. I'm going to rely on my size and I'll let the rest catch up with me. And that's okay for right now, but they're going to need to have a guy who refines his technique. They're going to, this is a second round pick. And this is a, a very, very important second round pick because the Bengals made a controversial decision in a lot of folks' eyes to take Jamar Chase instead of a Panay Sewell because they wanted to get a guy that they feel could fortify the interior of the offensive line based on what they did in free agency, based on their belief in Jonah Williams. So they needed Jackson Carmen or need Jackson Carmen to be a guy at least by 2022 and that's that's even stretching it a little bit they they need him to be a guy who contributes who starts and who's an effective player they can't have other high pick offensive line misses you can't have a russell bodine you can't have a cedric Abwehi. you can't have a billy pride you can't you can't keep doing these you can't keep you can't keep racking up those jake fisher i mean the list goes on and on you can't do that. You got to have some hits. And the Bengals have proclaimed that this was a guy that they specifically targeted. So he needs to be able to hit. And I understand the transition. I understand not only positionally, but just college to pro. They need they need a guy who will come in and be able to play, whether that's week one, whether that's Later in 2021, whether that's, hey, this guy's going to be able to start and play well in 2022, we will see. But I don't know. He's a very important pick, I believe, in this year's class. Jackson Carmen is. I, I, I was hoping that there'd be, you know, maybe a learning curve through spring, through summer. And then maybe as we hit training camp, we would kind of all say, hey, you know, here, here he is. He looks pretty good. Let's go. And uh, doesn't seem to be the, be the case at this point in time, but we will see. We will see. Uh, Le- uh, LeVar Hollis also says Deontay looked good. He did look good. There was a really bad rep where he missed a block, de- meaning Deontay Smith, by the way. He missed a rep. It looked like a guy got by him and knocked loose a fumble. Not <laughs> not the best rep there from Deontay Smith, but there were times, and I think he's playing left tackle at that point. Have to go back and look, but um, you know, we will we will see there. Um, I see ceiling cat says Isaiah Prince solid. There were some ups and downs there, but oh, okay. I mean, hey, I I think again you have to take 
have to take into account not only the players that are taking these snaps in preseason week one, but you also have to take into account who they're going up against. The fact that they didn't have a preseason in 2020 for a lot of these guys. And I mean, to, to sit here and say, Hey, that guy sucked or Hey, I mean, it, it it's, it's not an overly fair assessment. You can say, Hey, there was a bad rep here. There was a bad snap here. There was a bad, there was an issue here. Um, I think everything, especially on the offensive line, is a work in progress at this point. I think we can all admit that. And I think it was a little, quite honestly, I think it was a little better than a lot of folks anticipated going into this game, particularly against the Tampa Bay defensive front, their front seven, front eight, that they like to blitz the quarterback, come after the quarterback. I think we can all say, hey, this, this could have been a lot uglier. This could have been a lot uglier, and uh, it was not. But there are some issues, most definitely, to um, d- to hash out if you're Frank Pollock, if you're Brian Callahan, Zach Taylor, etc. I mean, you need to figure out your formula there. I see, um, I see a question here, James Holly, Anthony. Do you think Osai will be will bring more impact than Lawson? Totally a subjective, a good question. I don't want to discount it. A very good question, but. It just depends upon what you're asking here. Are you talking? I mean, if you go back to Carl Lawson's rookie year, would he have nine sacks? Uh, it was a little bit of feast or famine, if I remember correctly, where he kind of exploded in some games and others not, but was an explosive rookie player. Um, but you look at Osai, I, I think there's more maybe I, – I don't even know. I mean, there's a lot of clay to mold with both of them. I think Lawson is a very, very – good player, a guy that in a lot of respect should have been kept. But if you look at Osai, he was a guy that is coming in with a little less injury concerns than Lawson was maybe a little younger. I got to double check that. I think he's, he's younger than Lawson was when he came out and is a guy that's a little bit more of a project than Lawson was, but uh, you know, Lawson was a solid player. I, 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 I'm kind of of the mindset if Osai can bring you essentially the same statistics that Carl Lawson did, fine. Let's do it. Third round pick, fine. Let's rotate him in. Let's let's have him have the same impact or a similar impact that a Carl Lawson has. And uh let's let's mix and match the looks. Let's get after the quarterback. And uh there I, I, I like what I saw, especially from that first kind of the, the early units. You know, Osai was was in there a lot. I think what he had five pressures in, in that sack. Hendrickson early on ha- was in on that sack with Osai. And then, of course, you've got DJ Reader back. You've got Larry Ogunjobi, who's been tearing up training camp, who is the guy that is going to be tasked opposite of the nose to go in and get some pressure from the interior of the offense, uh, defensive line, rather. And then, of course, you've re-signed Sam Hubbard. I mean, there, there is no reason why this defense should not be vastly improved. And by vastly improved, that doesn't mean top 10. That doesn't mean top five. It just means maybe top half of the league in a lot of different statistical categories. This is a, this is a defense based on Trey Wayne's coming back. Jadobi Awuzie playing well in camp. Mike Hilton doing well in camp from the slot corner position. Hendrickson, Osai. Sample, who had a couple of brief, nice moments again t- tonight as well. 
there's no reason why this defense shouldn't be vastly improved in a lot of different areas because they have been so bottom of the cellar with pressuring the quarterback, sacking the quarterback, turnovers forced, all of those major st- statistical categories. They got to they got to be better than those. And these are the guys that will hopefully do that and hopefully bring them back up to respectability. I'm going to get on out of here. We've been going at it for about 35 minutes. It's preseason week one. It's Saturday night. Hey, I can't even believe it. You guys are almost up, a lot of you, 1 a.m. And you're you're checking out my video. You're checking out the Cincy Jungle video. I can't even believe it. I'm so humbled. And thank you so much for checking out what I have to say. Thank you so much for checking out the opinions, analysis, news, breaking, all kinds of different stuff on CincyJungle.com. Appreciate that. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed the Bengals. I know there's a lot of points of criticism, a lot of points of improvement. I know there are a lot of different things that we can point out. But hey, the Bengals went into Tampa Bay and beat last year's Super Bowl champs on their home field in preseason week one. No Joe Burrow. Yeah, a lot of starters playing. Tampa Bay pulled their starters pretty early, too. So you got to like a lot of things that we saw tonight. But uh, hopefully all of you at least enjoyed what you saw tonight or, I guess, yesterday, depending on when you're, when you're catching this show. And hopefully all of you are enjoying the rest of your weekend. The Bengals beat the Buccaneers 19-14. to 14. Keep it to CincyJungle.com for all the news, opinions, analysis, breakdowns, everything with this game. We're going to continue to bring you post-game coverage of the Bengals, all the games, preseason, regular season, hopefully postseason, whether it's on this podcast or on CincyJungle.com. So keep it to all of those channels. And uh, we appreciate all the support. Everybody, enjoy your Saturday night, your Sunday morning, what your rest of your weekend, whatever you got going on. Appreciate you tuning in. Hopefully you found a little bit of insight on this show as we break down preseason week one. Bengals win 19-14 over the Buccaneers. Take it easy, everybody. We will see you next time.